Well, before I wanted to begin this podcast, I just wanted to say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We will be talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens. We're going to revisit it. This is part one of two debates that Sir Anthony and I will have. It may be three, not sure. Either way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you do not want to hear about pretty much every aspect of this movie, as well as other Star Wars movies, which you should have seen by now, then stop right here. You might as well skip this episode. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, I can't really be responsible if um, Star Wars The Force Awakens is spoiled for you. That being said, please enjoy. Welcome to InDev Podcast, where humanity and tech, and in this case science fiction, are always in development. We are a peculiar blog functioning as a subsidiary of Upbound Online. This is episode 7 of our podcast, a sort of special edition, but still on our podcast schedule, on Star Wars The Force Awakens, the other side of the dark side, which I guess would be the light side. You can find us on the internet at indev.news, that's I-N-D-E-V dot N-E-W-S, as well as your typical social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All at InDev News. No dot this time. Again, this is InDev Podcast, Episode 7, talking about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I am your host, Donald, a.k.a. Arm of Justice, and co-host, please ring out. Of course, as always, it is me, Anthony. Who is today my interlocutor? Uh, If you've heard the end of our last podcast... um, he mentioned how he was rather disdainful about um, Star Wars, and not okay. only the film, but don't, it's a phenomena. So he's going to lay out some. Don't spin it. Oh, like our our listeners can hear it. You you were clearly not thoroughly pleased. Okay, so that, he's going to lay okay. some ground rules. Yeah. So for this discussion, um, because I'm sure at this point Donald's gotten his views of the movie already articulated. There's a a review. Spoiler free review up on on the site, so you can check that out. Um, I, as someone who saw the movie a couple weeks later, uh, haven't really had an opportunity to get out my opinion. So I want to spend the first you know few minutes of this just talking about what I thought, um, sort of like an opening statement situation, if you will. So here is my take on the Force Awakens. All right. Now, a little background. Um, I did not see any trailer aside from the first one. Um, I wanted to stay as neutral as possible. I would consider myself to be a fan, you know, a moderate fan. I like the extended universe. Um, You know, I'm not a diehard. I'm also the kind of person who did not hate the prequels and think they were the worst films ever created. Uh, That being said... I really did enjoy this movie. It was great. Um, I enjoyed the action sequences, the dialogue. It was all very well done. Um, But as is usually the case with things that I enjoy, they are never free from criticism. Um, A lot of people tend to think, oh, Star Wars is great. The prequels suck. This is taking its roots more towards the original trilogy. Therefore, this is the best Star Wars movie ever. 
And while I wouldn't disagree with that notion, I did have a lot of problems with the movie. And a lot of that stemmed from what I would call half spoilers. So on Twitter, I saw headlines about different characters, nothing that spoiled the movie outright, but all of which contributed to this overall uh, framing of the movie. So based on the trailers, what I saw, I saw Finn holding a lightsaber and I was immediately sold like, yes, finally, we get not only a person of color as a Jedi that we haven't seen since the prequel trilogy, um, which is fantastic. But, you know, we get new characters, new faces and the nepotism of the force, which is a problem that plagued the original trilogy, has been done away with. That was my hope for the film. That was my interpretation of the trailer. And I was utterly disappointed in that fact, because as anyone who's seen the movie would know, Finn is not a Jedi. Uh, Finn is arguably just a plot device. I read um, an, a review of the movie, uh, I think it was on one of Bloom, like a Bloomberg site or something like that. Uh, when I find it, I'll link it. Um, and it basically articulated the fact that Ray, as the protagonist, is a Mary Sue, which is a character that is sort of like a wish for fulfillment of the director, the writer, or the audience. Um, Ray needed no help throughout the whole movie. At no point did I genuinely believe that she was in any trouble, or that if she was in trouble, that she couldn't handle it by herself. Um, you know, she was a competent pilot, engineer, fighter. She took all the roles that were originally divided up in the original trilogy amongst Luke, Leia, and Han and just possessed them all intrinsically. And I think that was part of the reason why I was disappointed in that character development. Um, Finn had a very shaky backstory, um, not as shaky as Ray, but his motivations for defecting were unclear and sort of uh, glossed over. Um, his... His cowardice was not really endearing because at the point where he did eventually decide he wanted to be good and stand up for what was right, I, I wasn't convinced that that was a real character development. Um, I, I just felt like the movie did too much to pay homage to the old movies and not enough to really tell a new story. And the thing that bothers me, and th this is more of a personal thing, when I saw this movie, I came out of it excited and frustrated. And I turned to my girlfriend, who I saw it with, um, and, and I, ex I asked her, like, it doesn't make me a bad person that I didn't think that Ray should have been the protagonist, or at least Ray shouldn't have been the kind of protagonist that she was for this film, you know? And she sort of agreed with my, my points because it's not that I don't want to see a powerful female character. Not at all. Like, I, I think that's fantastic for feminism. I consider myself a feminist. My girlfriend is uh, a, social, a social work and, um, you know, gender studies uh, major. So we talk about this sort of stuff all the time. But I think my feelings about it were that if I came out of the movie thinking, oh, it shouldn't have been Ray, then somehow I'm labeled a misogynist. I just had that that sort of guilt. But when you break it down, there's really a legitimate reason for thinking that Ray isn't an appropriate hero. Because the thing that makes heroes interesting is when there's some legitimate risk. Um, 
You know, there there's a danger there. There's a conflict. They're able to fail and then overcome. But Ray at no point experienced that, you know, and I think fan service aside, that's a huge flaw. And nepotism in the force, as shown in the original trilogy, seems to be something that continues into this trilogy, unless I'm proven wrong by the second movie. I want to see someone who is chosen by the Force, not because they're related in some way to the Anakin Skywalker lineage. I just want to see that. I want to see Finn pick up a lightsaber, and though he's not skilled and he's not adept at it immediately, I want to see him you know, have to struggle to learn and use the, the tools at his disposal that the Force has granted to him, not because he's related by blood to a Skywalker, but because he is just you know, special in some way. The Force binds us all, and yet it seems like in the original trilogy and in this new trilogy, the Force really only is important if your last name is Skywalker. You know, but that that's my general outline of the problems I have with the movie. I still say that it's a fantastic movie and you should see it. But don't be blinded by, you know, nostalgia and fanboy fan service and, and not criti- take a critical stance in this movie. All right. Um, let me let me start by saying I know this man, Anthony. And if I didn't know him, I would have my doubts um, as to his his comments, because I feel that what you just said could be taken um, by some as a really clever um, act of subterfuge um, using the nepotism you speak of as a scapegoat um, for your discomfort, which I still think exists in all of us to some extent that are male, but I know who you are. <laughs> and so I can, I can vouch for your very consistent outlook on things. And in, especially in regards to uh, social issues among which is um, the sort of sociological um, take of Ray uh, as a character, I do have a question for you before I begin to okay. wind my this, retort. Yeah. At what point did you suspect that Ray was uh, our protagonist, um, or, or better yet, even when did you? At what point when you saw that movie did you say, did you come to the realization that Finn's not our force and doubt? Oh. This was far, and um, we should have said this. Spoiler fracking alert! Oh yeah. Oh dear. Okay, I'm gonna edit that in, guys. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dub some, um, some force alert, spoil alert in the beginning. Okay. Um, so at what point did you did it click for you? And he was like, "Raise our protagonist. That's force sensitive, and Finn isn't." Well, okay. So like I was saying before, the half spoilers of like different headlines talking about. Specifically, I saw a Verge article saying it was like why Ray being a Mary Sue isn't a problem. And of course, I looked up what a Mary Sue was and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then there was another article that talked about her like impressive powers of some sort, which was now that I think about it, a pretty legitimate spoiler. But I considered it a half spoiler. So I kind of had a nagging idea in the back of my head that framed the movie. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's her. But then they had those instances where where Finn, you know, took up the the lightsaber and he was using it. And I was 
really excited for him because he was a character who was so flawed from the beginning that I really was looking forward to a like a redemption. Like, yeah, he was a coward, but look at him picking up this lightsaber and wielding it and fighting with it, which is something that, you know, a lightsaber is not an easy weapon to wield. Like you need ability to do that. And he wasn't using it very well, but he was using it with intent. So I guess it was towards the point where at the moment where the where Ray went down um, into that basement hallway, I was like, yup, yup, she's about to th- – the moment she walked into that room and I saw that chest, I was like, oh, that's going to be uh, Luke's lightsaber, of course. And of course it was. Another, th- another problem I have is where did they find his lightsaber? Because that lightsaber fell out of Cloud City. Um, that, that's – I know that's not really important, but it is a pretty significant plot hole. Uh, yeah. How did that lightsaber get there? I forget uh, regardless. Uh, Lapita's um, character, but they explain how she got into it. Um, but I'm going to expound on that later. Well, my point is, so it was at the moment where the lightsaber thing happened. And I was like, oh, so yeah, it is the story of Rey. Um, and even I held out hope even after that, because there were moments where Finn picked up the, you know, he ignited that blade and he was about to fight uh, Kylo Ren. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's both of them. Maybe it like, I just wanted so badly for him to actually be a legitimate character. And he just, at every instance where he could have done something amazing, he was denied that opportunity, you know? Also, as an aside, Kylo Ren is the worst of it. Like, I actually absolutely hate his character because I was expecting a really sinister um, Vader-esque character. Uh, villain and all i got was a whiny emo teenager but continue okay okay you can't just drop contentious bombs like that and expect to not get a rebuttal smack across your head well no no no. you can't just just be oh by the way the main antagonist of the film he wasn't the main antagonist of the film the main antagonist of the film was like well you know what i mean like the the main like the main like the the he was the, the main bad dude. Yeah, the main bad dude. Like, obviously, the Dark Lord and, you and know. the thing is, the they, opened, thing, like, they opened up the movie with him stopping that blaster bolt. And I'm like, can you even do that with the Force? Like, I didn't know that was even possible. I've never seen any, like, like what? I've seen Vader, like, deflect him with the Force. But he stopped it dead in its tracks and held it there. Like, I, I was which, like, oh, this dude's which, powerful. Yeah. So then, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, so I'm going to speak to a lot of, um, so forgive, forgive, um the the sirens you just heard or any interruptions actually folks um mr mr craft and i will actually stop speaking if we get any uh really jarring audio interruptions whether it's uh the ringing of a a landline here uh where i live or egregious sirens or like that one podcast where (laughs) drums a marching band and church bells all came together in one cacophonous mess. Um, either way, okay. So I'm gonna start here. Okay. So you said when the lightsaber, when the lightsaber part happened. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start by saying my friend, and not simply Jessica. So you heard her, um, and if you listen to some of her podcasts, but we talked about this. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, but we definitely spoke about this before, where she was not surprised at all. That Ray was our protagonist, and here's why. Um, a lot of the marketing um, portrayed Finn as our Jedi. Why? Because we saw him wield the lightsaber. Okay, so that got most people excited. Wow, you know, especially the whole bait about um, a Jedi of color. 
Uh, Except for the people on Twitter who were like, oh, yeah, there shouldn't be a black uh, Jedi. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, but the point is that's that's reflective of most people thinking that Finn was our Jedi. Even I thought uh, that he was our Jedi until I saw the poster. Now, I before I even get into that point, let me just say this. If Finn is a stormtrooper and we saw that being insinuated from the first uh, film, right? Um, from the sorry, first teaser, I said to myself, if Finn's a clone, you can't manufacture force sensitivity. You understand? Well, he's not a clone. Well, right. So I didn't know how, I mean, like yeah. just like the Klingons in Star Trek had a really big makeup shift and they explained it away in sci-fi, I was wondering if they're going to have a similar thing. That didn't happen. Um... So, you know, there's that. Uh, he was abducted as a child. Okay. But even before that, so let me get to, let's get to the poster. Now, what's really great about posters and visuals, especially if you look at them without the social lenses that we were all born into, you get some really clear symbolism. Now, the two main characters, or two of the really big characters you see on the poster, were Kylo and Rey. Now, I didn't even know their names. I, I stayed away from the internet like a like whatever. I saw the trailers, but I stayed away. And if you notice, Rey is the one with a staff-like um, thing, right? And it's parallel to Kylo's struck blade, lightsaber. So to me, that symbolism instantly told me, wait a second. She is the one, at the very least, she is too Force-sensitive. Now, I, I, I have theories. I think she may or may not be related to Luke in some way. I'm not sure. Um, but I do see um, that as a possibility. Either way, from the, from the poster, I realized, hmm, she's she's our force girl and i thought that was awesome and i thought i saw the trailers where they spliced in um finn holding a lightsaber as sort of a a typical um jj abrams twist where they try to give it away and i think the teaser that they had in the actual poster is similar to when they showed khan's star uh, star wars and star trek oh spoiler alert into darkness khan's jacket in one of the fight scenes. I was like, any Star Trek fan knows that now we know that Cumberbatch is Khan. Um, it was very similar to me. And I think it really shows how used to, whether we like it or not, um, how used to we are seeing male protagonists that a lot of us kept thinking that at the very least there'd be two Force-sensitive folks through the, throughout this movie, um, straight to the end, whereas, our, you know, Jessica... And I, for example, was like, are you kidding me? I knew she was force sensitive. Like, why would you think that? I mean, I, and I think she understood that. But like, there's these clear pieces of symbolism in your face that really denies Finn a central role. And when I think about Finn's character, I instantly knew from his first pieces of dialogue that his story was compelling in terms of him. I thought it was compelling why he left. The imagery in the opening scene showed it a lot. Now, they can't show... They couldn't make a three-hour film. They could have, but, you know, 
they didn't. And, but I have a friend who's read a lot of the books that are now considered canon. And it and like Finn was part of a four person squad or whatever the case may be. And the person who smeared blood on his helmet, he knew. Yeah, and yeah, so, I, I, but, I've read all uh, all that stuff. Well, I ha- well I haven't, and I'm saying well, as a person, I mean, who I've hasn't, read all that stuff. Yeah, right. Well, as a person who wasn't even privy to that. I understood Finn's motivations, and it might have been a little quick, quickly paced, but I was sold. It didn't seem like it escalated to cowardice out of the bat for me. Even when he stopped and met Kylo Ren's eye gaze on the planet, I knew that this guy, even behind a helmet, was scared out of his ass. And so for me, at that point, he still might have been a Jedi, I didn't think so just because of the symbolism of the of the poster, but the nepotism didn't factor in for me either. And here's why. The prequels already established that you could be born Force-sensitive. Even the excellent Star Wars Clone Wars animations told us that. Um, and um, if you look at the, the lady who Lapita voiced, who was a thousand years old, even if you look at the cameo of that actor in the first scene, you don't even have to be Force-sensitive to be aware of the Force. And furthermore, I think we actually... There's some delete, There's a Cinema Blend came up with an article that they cut out a lot of the scenes that may be on the Blu-ray that, um, though she wasn't a Jedi, that that, that um, thousand-year-old woman was actually Force... in tune with Force powers even and stopped like part of the ca- uh, ceilings caving in during a scene. Um, even though she wasn't necessarily a Jedi. And so I really didn't get this notion of nepotism outside of everyone speculating who is related to whom, which I thought was just sort of fans trying to figure shit out, which makes a lot of sense because a lot of Jedi were killed off. And 30 years after Return of the Jedi is not a lot of time to scavenge and send out a survey monkey about who's Force-sensitive and who isn't. You know, Luke is was a half-trained Jedi Knight, and it makes sense why he failed and felt disgraced after he failed to train people properly. You know well, what I mean? Well, Luke, Luke, ha- Luke was a Jedi Master. No, like, he was not. Yes, he was. In the off... Okay, so... Let's uh, do this. Okay. So, no, no, no. So, here's <laughs> how it works. Yeah, he was only trained on Dagobah for, like, like a minute, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But between um, Empire Strikes Back and, and uh, the Return, Return of, of the Jedi... Jedi. Um, he did a lot of uh, training. Like, obvious, obviously, he went, figured out how to uh, make his own lightsaber, made a new lightsaber, trained. He did all that. And there are books, uh, which are, I, guess, I guess aren't really canon at this point because they got rid of a lot of that stuff, but that were canon at the time that described, like, how he went and trained on his own um, intensely. to ma- And, like, you can see that because in a, a Return of the Jedi, he's got a complete like a completely different mastery of the force and like a complete different uh, confidence. And, you know, sure. he basically, he goes up in there like, yo, Jabba, you might want to listen to me. Cause it's not like, like this Jedi. It, yeah. It's Jedi not gonna, stuff. it's not gonna go your way. Um, but I, I hear you. I really do. But I think there's a difference between being powerful. Even if I were to grant you all the stuff in the uh, expanded universe before it wasn't canon. And really being able to lead. And I think that just comes down to character experience. He was he, he was powerful enough to be a teacher, but he wasn't really a teacher himself. 
Okay, so like he wasn't Yoda or Obi-Wan at that point. And even Obi-Wan was a makeshift teacher because he ended as a war master, you know, a general at the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know, so he w he wouldn't even be necessarily the number one. He only looked old and had experiences and was therefore a half pretty good teacher. But he wasn't a Jedi. Even he wasn't like a teaching Jedi master. You know, he was a strong Jedi Knight that rose to master during wartime. And so even if we can think about Obi-Wan in that sense, Luke, you know, at the end of Return of the Sith was still a 20-something strong Jedi, you know, the the new Jedi on the block, the only Jedi on the block. Um, but I don't think he was necessarily a mentor. He didn't know how to teach... I don't think he was as effective as he could have been teaching others in the ways of the force. He wasn't even born in the era where that was a thing. Okay. So you're actually highlighting a greater problem with this new movie in that if it is the case that to become proficient with the force, you really need to have a competent teacher and a competent, uh, and a, no, and a long duration. Like it. A, well, okay. Okay. In order to be competent with the force, one must actually Try, like you can't just have force abilities. What do you mean competent? Like competent as a Jedi, or just be force in tuned? No, I'm not talking like Leia force sensitive. I'm talking being able to act as a Jedi and okay. all the things that that entails. Meaning, uh, like lightsaber duels, using the force to not only to sense things but to move things and to manipulate things. Like those are the kind of those are attributes of a jedi a trained jedi it's right. the reason why pad or not padawans like younglings have to be trained from such a young age to be able to first recognize the force sense it and then respond to it manipulate it. because the force is something that ties us all but see you sort of kind of went around the the real problem i had with this in that the nepotism of the force whether or not Ray is related to Luke or, you know, that's up for debate, I guess, at this point. It seems pretty likely that they're going to try to do something along those lines. Otherwise, they're she like because her background is so murky, I feel like they're setting it up for some sort of retcon in which she is related to that lineage. Now, I know for damn sure that Finn would not be related to Luke. Um not to make it like too, you know, like it's right. Our social based, world but, on it, but yeah, like genetically, it's on, hey, it's you, you could have had a chocolate mama. I know, I know, Jedi. I know, I'm but saying. I'm just saying, like, it would be less plausible. And ivory. Yeah, hey, hey, the dark and the light, they work yeah, well, together. but it's not likely, but, okay, <laughs> but yeah, and and the, and the problem, like, it isn't, I totally don't have a problem with Ray being a, a, a female protagonist like that I, I genuinely don't care because i would have been perfectly fine with ray being a jedi and finn being a jedi the only problem is that even if you substitute ray as being raymond a dude the problem of ray's character remains and that's like Please dig into that okay so because i have i think i have a response but i want i want you to make your point clear so i i found the the bloomberg article and it, it really goes into a lot of the problems and it makes comparisons to the original trilogy with Luke and Luke was sort of like this. Luke was very, uh, he took to the force very quickly, um, almost in an uncanny way 
but not to the not nearly to the same extent. So basically, Ray has all of the good attributes of the original trilogy trio. So what? So really, who does she need? Ray doesn't need a pilot because Ray is her, her own pilot. See, um, I don't agree with that. But no, no, no. Just, just, just bear with me because there are scenes in the movie where, like, I know, Han Solo I know what you're talking about. Millennium go ahead, Falcon. Go ahead, go ahead, she's go ahead. like when Han Solo's like, "Oh, uh, who's who's the pilot of this thing?" She steps up like I am, and I know that they're doing that to try to to promote this sort of positive female role model type of thing. It's like, oh, society does doesn't think a woman can be a pilot, so we're gonna make it really. We're gonna beat you over the head with this idea. I'm okay. I'm even okay with it. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, raise the pilot. Um. The thing that bothers me is that where does that leave everyone else? You know, what what does Finn have going for him at this point? He really has nothing. Now, um, this article goes into the idea that, like, it isn't it isn't related to Ray's gender at all. The problems of Ray's character have nothing to do with Ray's gender because fundamentally the problems are with the plot they're like literary problems they are you know they're mm. they're written and so the plot is written in such a way that is problematic now i'm not gonna say that ray isn't an interesting character and i'm not gonna say that i don't think ray's a cool character like i think it's awesome but i feel that there's a certain line that when you cross it, it kind of makes your character no longer interesting. And people say this, this similar thing about Superman. And you know, for all you listeners out there, Donald knows this. I am a diehard Superman fan, and I will defend Superman forever because people often say Superman is a perfect hero and he, you know, he has no weaknesses aside from kryptonite, which I guess you could say is sort of attacked on weakness. Um, but that's not true. You know, Superman wrestles with a lot of moral issues, a lot of um, emotional issues and, and issues with relationships and things like that. None of those things we get in the story of The Force Awakens with Rey. Rey doesn't need Finn. Um, Rey, there, there seems to be some sort of weird spark of relationship there, but not by virtue of the fact that it seemed organic and legitimate, but just because Hollywood seems to like making female and male protagonists love each other um like there's a scene in the very beginning when when ray's got bb8 and she's trying to get away from those those guys who are trying to take him and finn's about to rush over there to help her and she just takes him down with no problem like and he stops in his tracks like oh well then guess you don't need my help and it continued like the only point where ray ever encounters something that she can't overcome is when she finds the lightsaber and she's like nah i don't want to do this that's the only point where she's faced with an obstacle that she doesn't just obliterate you know straight through she meets a trained sith apprentice sith lord whatever you want to call kylo ren and immediately resists his attempts to pry into her mind with the force and then combats him mentally with the force uses a jedi mind trick with having no knowledge of what that even what the force is how to use it and how that like how do you use a jedi mind trick if you don't even know what a jedi mind trick is you know it's just instantaneous mastery of things that just don't make sense okay i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna push a bucket of ice under you because you and i definitely yeah, no, hold on before okay, i before okay, I, okay, one so i've 
I've seen people respond to these criticisms with these weird confabulated fan ideas. And I say that if it's not, if, if a movie makes me ask these questions without answering them, the movie has sufficiently failed to convince me of its universe and suspend my disbelief enough so that I can enjoy that. If you have to make up a reason why Ray was able to do a Jedi mind trick with having no knowledge of what a Jedi mind trick is, you are doing, you're doing something that the movie should have done and is just reinforcing the problems with the movie. Okay. I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, I, I will say that we've debated and I love, um, somehow because you are a philosophy major in the making and I love nitpicking at your use of, of almost extreme Kantian terms, always mastery obliterate through. Okay. Um, because it's fun. Um, but also because I think it's true to some extent that there's a little bit more gray than I think you allow when you get on your rather eloquent um, eloquent soliloquies. Um, okay. Ray, I disagree that Ray needs no one. In sort of uh, the, the three-character trio from the original, if you're sort of looking for a parallel, okay? both in a literary sense as well as a skill technical sense, okay? I I would argue that Ray is aware of how parts and mechanical things work. She had to make that her living, right? We know that because she forages for stuff and neat and out of in and out of star uh, crash star destroyers, okay? So it's not a leap for me, kind of like how in Star Trek, how like everybody knows how a basic console works, how to take off a shuttle. It's kind of like that. Or like even nowadays, how like I could pick up most any smartphone, go in front of most any computer, and despite my IT background, know what a web browser is, know how to do certain things. Even if I, even I who don't know how, to, how a car works, I can get behind the wheel of a car and like know how it works, drive, and I will likely crash because I don't have a feel for it necessarily, right? And so I agree in, with you. So in this universe, it's not beyond me that she knows where the stick shift is of one of those ships. I feel like that's just a, a, a thing that people are aware of that in the past, we would be crazy to think, right? Like the people in our past would be crazy of how to operate this thing called a computer. However, I would, I would caution you to consider the fact that it isn't mm. you – being a pilot isn't ubiquitous, nor is being an engineer, because if that were the case, uh, like Finn would have had he, as as a stormtrooper, he would have likely had that sort of competence no, and training. No, and here's, here's but, why but, I, hold I deny on, that. But hold on, hold on. Even if you grant that it is some sort of general whatever, um, you have to then question when would have Ray had the opportunity to be exposed to piloting anything? If it's the case that that's sort of a general thing, oh, oh. kids kids don't know how to drive a car unless they've been around a car. And if you've never she, been around a she, car, you wouldn't expect she is to our age, if not a little bit older, bro. Okay, she's not uh, yeah, she's not fourteen. Fine. She's a twenty something. Okay, that's fine. It's just I, and I don't like. I totally agree with you. She makes collecting parts and whatever her her job. So her being an engineer, or whatever. I even think it's reasonable that she would know how to you know fix the Millennium Falcon to a degree. It's just uh, if you can address to me w why the combination of all of those skills doesn't isn't a problem, then I well, I'm I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So 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 I really don't think you've necessarily 
sort of shaved off any of my point in terms of like her being able to know. No, no, no. Oh, cool. about, okay. Because you, so, you did you did concede on the Millennium Falcon thing. What like, I no, she... what I was saying to make to make this a little more clear is that I don't have a like I agree with the plausibility of every character trait that she has. My fundamental problem is with her having them all. Okay, well, actually, and, and I'm, what that what effect that has on her as a character? Fair, and I'm going to get to the literary aspects in a second. And I, in order to do that, I have to get to the technical parts because I don't grant that she necessarily is a skilled pilot. I don't. When she, well, first off, Finn wouldn't have that background. He made it very clear. He was trained to be a soldier. Some of the kids who were kidnapped grew up to be really great pilots. Even when he was with Poe, he was like, I only know how to use blasters. Pretty much the same thing. And after that, he was like, oh, this is complicated. More likely because the role that Finn plays is a sort of comic relief that we may not have with the strict C-3PO, R2-D2 duo. It sort of filled a bit with BB-8 and Finn um, in a different dynamic, but still, you know, in a similar way because we don't have a robotic um, counterpart to BB-8. But that's more of a literary aspect. In terms of technical aspect, Finn, I totally believe that certain stormtroopers are have trained with certain things, and even though he might have a certain um, general knowledge, may or may not, he he would be he he's not a confident character, especially at the beginning. And so, Ray, being your average little engineer not really i wouldn't even call her engineer just like she pokes around she know what parts do like if you are versed in car selling car parts you would know how to you know fix up one with you know a random assortment of parts so that part is fine because that's part of her trade in terms of her flying the actual millennium falcon and, t- and taking it out she would drive it kind of like how i would drive it at first she's crashing that thing in the so she took out a ship you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't really have a feel for it. And by the time she does, which is just a bit of fancy flying, it's only a device to show her endowment of the Force. Right? And that's in stark contrast, in my view, to when we introduce, when we see the reintroduction of the Poe character, um, who took out, like, how many uh, of those things, of those TIE fighters? Now, that's a pilot. So I would not call Ray a pilot in the definition of skilled pilot, she knows how to drive a stick when she is under pressure, just like Harry Potter, right? Like she, you know, she doesn't necessarily tap into the force, but she more or less like responds to the force and her reflexes, you know, show, show the bear, um, for that. Um, but I wouldn't call her a pilot, but she knows how to navigate the millennium Falcon. You know what I'm saying? She knows how to like go to the supermarket or go to the uh, go to the next star system. So, one, I, I I think she's a competent person when it comes to ships and parts and how to like get from point A to point B. I wouldn't call her a pilot, and I think that's really it there because you have Finn as a as because now when you translate it to literary accent, Poe is going to be the bad Poe is going to be Han Solo, okay? Because Ray can't fill that void, especially. Controversial Except for the fact or not, that she's, Han she's Solo did give her the Millennium Falcon. She hopped into it at the end with Chewie. Yeah, on but, their way but to see yeah, but but that's just Poe had ten minutes in the movie. Okay, so so what you're saying is Han Solo wasn't Han Solo in the Return of the Jedi, because Lando Calrissian was the only pilot with his co-pilot um, in the Battle of Endor above uh, the surface of the moon. What that, I'm that, saying that is that, that doesn't pan out though. Han if Solo. This is the fir- if if this is the first movie. Uh, 
and Poe was to be the Han character, Poe should have been in the movie because Han was in the was was in the first. Well, he was in A New Hope. Like yeah, but we didn't. But we had Han. That's the point. That's what I mean. So so in the, well, look in the first scene when like he was brought when Poe was brought before Kylo Ren when he said that line was like it was like a little bit of pause like. So do I talk first or do you talk first? I don't. How does this work? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I was so bust question, out. Last... So then the question I have for you is, what role does that leave for Finn? What role does that leave because, for Finn? Well, because, I, okay. I sort of alluded to oh, it before because I want to because I want to get past the conversation about Ray because this is we're not going to get anywhere with this. Well, I, I, have... I will. I, I have. I know we got to move on, and I and I and I'll, I'll summarize my point um, beyond the nepotism because you brought up the nepotism and then sort of the. And, and that as a source of you being disappointed. Um, yeah, because so it seems like one of the main problems with the old, the original trilogy is a lack of diversity, and people don't seem to comment on that. A lack of diversity of force-sensitive people? No, just in general, really, aside from aliens, which I guess well, you could consider What do you mean lack of diversity? diversity? If that's the case, then she's a woman. That's about as that. The only thing I would argue in a in a in a, in a no 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 oh no 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 oh wait hold on let me explain that a little better let me sex. explain that a little better okay I meant um a lack of diversity overall because in the prequels we get to see the Jedi Order at its peak you know with hundreds of different because Jedi it's at its peak <laughs> different well yeah I know but different races different like being a Jedi didn't feel like the kind of thing that like it, it you were chosen for it. But it wasn't like, oh, you got to fit all these different criteria to be a Jedi. No, like being a Jedi, you could be of any race, of any species, whatever. Whereas in the original trilogy, of course, from a plot perspective, yes, the Jedi were destroyed, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But I'm saying that continuing along the same vein to me is a problem. Like Luke tried to establish a new Jedi order. It failed. You know, now you've got uh, Anakin's grandson trying to do some nonsense, killing all the, all these people. Like, why does it have to focus around their family? You know, I want to see... Well, we don't necessarily... One, we don't necessarily know that, okay? Just because the girl's white doesn't mean that she's necessarily created a uh, spawn of the close-looking white folk. But even if I were to give you that, even if I were to give you that, and you wanted something a little bit more diverse in the universe, if you will, I would say she is, and here is why. Because I'm going to... I'll translate to my sort of social connection point. Right, because I do think that there's a role for Poe. We had Han Solo, that's why he didn't get a chance to shine. I would have loved more Poe, but that's fine. Um, Finn is there, and I alluded to that before because he's our. He can be fiercely loyal once he gets over his cowardice, and he's a character that I adore, absolutely adore. None of those traits that you described are positive. No, the way that he was depicted in the movie is not. Well, we can agree to disagree. I agree. I think he definitely had a lot of character development. I do think that he walked away, and then when he saw that shit was going down at Maud's place or whatever her name was, Lapita's character name was, he, uh, Maz, there you go. Um, he came back to try and, you know, and sort of pseudo redeem himself. And, you know, so you could argue the storytelling of that. Fine. Either way, it happened, right? Um, and so at the end, we have a fiercely brave character who tried to even stick up for his friend. And so that tell that that he is uh, um, the gunslinger in, in, in a sense, because even after we realized and I knew that I even had another niche that he wasn't a Jedi was 
that wasn't really working out for him. And he was fighting an Imperial trooper, and he took up a blaster, took out a couple dudes. So yeah, like, but the, the thing is, that's that's part of what makes a good arc is development. And I know, like, what I what yeah, I, I fundamentally I what I fundamentally think, because uh, I don't want to like, yeah, well, I, make, I feel like. Po- Okay. I well, I feel like you have a, a mischaracterization of my point because I I haven't been articulating it that well. It's not that I have a problem with the diversity of Ray as a kid. Like, just forget about this social justice talk and just yeah, like think about it. Well, I, well, I I think I understand your point, and I'm still going to connect it for a different reason to that realm because what I'm what I'm what I'm understanding is you would have liked Finn because he he. He looked, he wasn't family, or you don't perceive him as kin, but you do because of our racial context and our, and our actual reality, right? <laughs> um, hey, it's the truth. So yeah. Finn doesn't look like that. Sorry, he relates to both you and me in particular because he's a male, okay? Again, part of our reality, but also his story was different. It was really different, okay? Now, what I'm challenging you to do is to if you acknowledge that Ray is somewhat of a decent-ish engineer because that's her craft, um, piloting is not an that. issue because we have Poe and that really was just a plot device whether you think it was bad storytelling or not, and that she has no other traits going for her. That, then... that I disagree with. Okay, well, like I said, she is not Poe. When she came behind the Millennium Falcon... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no. I meant so she's not I a meant pilot. she has other traits going for her not related like to what? feeling besides pilot. force endowment, really strong force endowment. Like what? Yo, that's like the that that right there is it, dude. Okay, that's well, it. That, what, what my point is is that the only thing you could pair her strong force endowment with is competent engineering. That's it. And like she could defend herself on the streets of New York. Hell, I can defend myself on the streets of New York. You understand what I'm saying? Because she grew up in that really hostile environment, so she doesn't come off as like a com- as a combatant. As the exempl- thing is, no, no, no. Okay, so the thing is, you're justifying her character with things that were established in the film, and I'm not saying that a different interpretation those... because I don't see her as this no, Mary no, 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 no. Sue. I don't I'm see not, her as a Mary Sue. I'm not saying that. So here's here. Let me. I'm going to clarify. I'm not saying that there isn't a reason for her to have all those character traits well, because there are. I don't think I'm she not... has a lot of them, though. No, no, no. But let me explain. I'm just saying that it's a poor combination because it doesn't make me – not only is it uh, like – it's regurgitating the original trilogy a little too closely. Okay. But also it doesn't – I fa- like I never at any point during the entire movie felt that she was in any legitimate danger or that she had to make any legitimate decisions at all. Like, Why not? She was in a bunch of danger. I'm I, – I don't know. I'm sorry, but – from the very beginning of the movie, she always made the right decision. Did she? Okay, so she's starving so she, for food. She's got this windfall of BB-8. She could just take this droid and sell it for 600 whatever portions, portions. blah, blah, blah. She didn't because right. she's the good character. She's the protagonist. Right. She right. has to be the good one. Right. You know, she okay. she finally meets up with these people. She fights off the bad dude. She's de- protecting this droid that she has fights no off. reason why. She doesn't fight him off. Whatever. She's in danger, and she had to run for her life and escape in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. I meant when they first tried to take BB-8, she just, like, knocked those dudes up. And then Finn comes along bringing trouble, okay? Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, when it was just her by herself, she was able to handle it. But Finn, the character who is flawed from the get-go, brings trouble her way. She has to hold his hand. Well, she re- rejects holding his hand while they're running away, and she 
holds his hand and takes him to the place to, to go on the speeder, which gets blown up. And then she's like, let's hop in the Millennium Falcon. They hop in. He's like, what are we going to do? Because she's a little bitch. That's why she, she held his hand. She, she hops behind the pilot seat, takes off, does a cool freaky maneuver, dodges all those things. Because she's forcing And off they go. So, so yes. So the only thing, the only trait that I'm giving you so far is that she's force sensitive because everything else is just indicative of where she grew up. But the thing is in, in the, in star Wars, the universe being force sensitive is the biggest asset you can pop. Like being able to use the force makes you do crazy stuff. And the problem is if you establish that from the get go, I have like, you can't sit there and tell me that all the nerd, like fandom, whatever side, like, Take aside those feelings you had when you saw her do the Jedi mind trick. You cannot tell me that that was that that is a legitimate like. Why on earth couldn't Finn and and Han and Chewie have just come and found her? So here's here's what I'm gonna say to you. you know? I thought of this idea before. I don't grant you bullshit on the Jedi mind trick because I thought it was a, a writing overlap. First of all. So, but I'm not against her being so force powerful, which is the only character trait I really think she has. I'm not Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace. Why the hell was this boy able to navigate a pod race like that? Are you you fracking kidding me? It was a problem then, and it's a problem now. I'm fine because listen to me for a second, right? These problems, a lot of them, you can go into a debate about the literary aspect, right? And so, in the end, I'll say this. There's two strands here. You're objecting to Ray being the protagonist, one, because literary, it's not, it doesn't pay off. You can I'm say not, the same uh, thing hold for on. Luke Don't, and d- Anakin. You're right? mischaracterizing my argument. I'm not objecting to her being the protagonist. Right, I right, right. Maybe, not, protagonist. maybe not objecting, but I'm you objecting. said you were disappointed. You felt a little bit of disappointment walking out of the film, and you turned to your girlfriend, and you said what you said. Right? I'm objecting Not... to the balance to the distribution of the different character traits. Well, again, Ray I haven't heard anything convincing but, yeah. that the, the distri- well, this don't use character traits unless you're trying to defend other traits that she has. She has one prevailing trait, and that's force sensitivity. And you said it yourself; that's the most important one. So, the distribution of the character trait of force sensitivity, you would have rather seen where either with Finn or with more no, than no, one no, character. No, 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 because because I think honestly. If you just gave Finn the opportunity to be competent with with engineering or whatever, it would have it would have made like I don't know. It would have been more. It would have been more satisfying. It would have been more satisfying. Why? To be completely honest, because at every instance where he he interacted with Ray, he was the idiot and she was the expert. He he couldn't like pick up a, a part that she asked for like to help them in a dire situation to get out of there. Like mm-hmm. seriously, you know. Why is it that he had all of the makings of an underdog character who eventually came to his own, but he didn't actually have that moment of redemption where she had all the makings of the character at their like bet, like the prodigy, the perfect one, but without any of the endearing negative qualities. I I disagree. If if Ray lost her arm in that fight with Kylo Ren, I would have been like, wow, she actually like, like that sucks. I wonder how she's going to, um, you know, train and like and 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 really become a true Jedi in her own right. Like now, all I know, yep, she's going to see Luke. Luke's going to train her. Blah blah blah. She's going to be even more perfect than she already was. Why whereas are you using Finn the word perfect? Home. What makes her perfect? You be careful with your word choice. Okay, I don't, my friend. I don't mean perfect as in like some ultimate idea of perfection. I mean perfect in the sense that 
her character didn't have any really legitimate conflict or flaws and as a result that character that, flaws or technical flaws character flaws i'm not, like technical flaws you can get around by discussing the nuances of every scene in the movie but character right. flaws cannot be erased so so easily okay and, so then the same reason why you're dissatisfied as ray's character should be the same reason why you're dissatisfied with anakin i to am some extent. that's my that's and my point and i think extent, luke, luke yeah i think luke is a better example of the reason why see i'm not the kind of person who's gonna like you know make this any sort of specific oh well ray is really just the worst example of this no luke started it and they're continuing what george lucas and his team started with luke but like concentrated you know they're concentrating okay. the I'll problems you, of the original okay. trilogy i'll give you i'll give you that i'll give you and that, that I have a problem with that. Well, well so, you know? so I'll give you that in the sense that, like, what you're a lot of what you're saying is that, like, Luke was a coming of age story on purpose. Okay, if you look at how Lucas wrote this stuff, it was based off of like characters like Achilles, you know, mm -hmm. in great in ancient Greek mythology, and so and like Buzz Gordon and all of those like male young protagonists coming of age, and so his character flaws, I would I would disagree. His character flaws are bound up in the coming of age story. Okay, but we knew what that story was, and he did have some loss too, Uncle Owen. But still, his his proficiency with the lightsaber when he was fighting the little Buzz Droid on the Millennium Falcon, and um, his ability to navigate a firefight pretty easily, his proficiency as a, he was an actual pilot. To be perfectly honest, yeah. he was like a Poe-like pilot, and so a lot of those issues do persist and you see them a lot with Ray as well and you saw it a lot with kid Anakin and only as Anakin got older he was just inexplicably evil only because yeah. he really was a connected he, he he couldn't deal with loss like that was his thing but it was so it was poorly done as and, and you see like so I, I I totally I love Ray as a character and I read a comment on that Bloomberg article that I, I read this article the moment I came back from the theater and I think it encapsulated what I think is a legitimate um, criticism, and I think you'll probably disagree, but it said we're at a point in society where having a strong female character is like not really a big deal anymore. Like it's not seen as, oh, whoa, they're really trying to break the mold with this. It's like, yeah, there are strong female characters like in a lot of different stuff. But the, the person said we're not yet at a point in society where we can have a flawed female protagonist like as in a female protagonist that isn't just uh, a feminist's wet dream rather a female protagonist that has all of the same traits as you would expect from a male hero like with the whole you know the generic heroic story arc where they start from the bottom raise no, up here. to the top you know we're, we're not really at a point yet where we can have a female character like that and i kind of agree because it, it, i don't know what what the pro like why we can't depict a female being from humble circumstances rising herself up. I get that okay. they want to empower. Okay. You know. So, so here, here's, here's, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I do think that we're actually progressing there because we have Olivia Pope. We have, um, the character in how to get away with murder. We have, um, Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, she, she's flawed out her ass. Okay. Like really fracked up in the head. Um, and we have a few. I, ha I thought of another one, but I, I forget. It escapes me at the moment. Um, hell, we even have Brave. Um, and with the Ray character, what 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 I guess what I'm thinking of at the moment 
is she doesn't I think your words of perfection really doesn't lend itself really much help. I think it can confuse folks. Um, I think I've made a pretty good point that she she doesn't necessarily stand alone, okay, that she does make up a, a good trio with Poe and Finn. Um, you know, Poe is a great pilot. Finn's a great blaster. And as a different kind of character, Poe's a Hanish character who will now shine since Han is <laughs> Not gone. even, not even, but continue. You know, all right, so... It's almost like Chris Tucker in Rush Hour movies. We'd like to see him punch a bit more, but he can punch, okay? <laughs> All right. All right, so, that's fair. You know, so I, I, cause I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, and we need to see more of Poe, but now Han is no longer, you know, there for that. We're going to see more of him. Um, so the only other thing I have that's left is, like you said, like this unsatisfied, like she seems to be like this chosen one. Um, feeling, and that's not necessarily perfection. That's like, why does she get to be the protagonist of uh, the protagonist? Why not somebody with a little bit more character development? And I'll say two things. One, I agree they didn't show a lot for her. They showed more with Luke because we saw Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru's bodies. Okay, mm-hmm. so we got a flyby with that. Um, Anakin, just bad writing. Okay. <laughs> Just bad writing. Um, it came out, and by the second movie, we saw his mama gone, but, like, it was, what? Okay. But it came out with her. We only got one scene where we saw. And it was a flashback. A couple, it, it was, was a flashback. flashback right. So you know the scene that I'm talking about. And I think to tease us a little bit more, we're going to see more of that come out. And I think that's going to speak to the sort of trial, coming of age through trial, that she's going to represent. And I really think, if I'm thinking about your argument, you would be you ought to be compelled to say that if that portion was fleshed out then then Ray at the very least would match Luke in terms of worthy worthy hero who goes through trial. And if you're still dissatisfied with Luke, then you would like to see it more, in which case I think Luke would still be way more worthy than Finn, because Finn defected because that's not the kind of person he was. Luke saw his parents be burned by the Empire. And well, so well, yeah, yeah. I do grant Luke more credence than I even did before because his character development was through that struggle. And so that's not really the flawed character. That's not almost the pseudo anti-hero or Rorschach from Watchmen. We're mm-hmm. talking about somebody who's coming through age. And so we really didn't see that at much with Ray. And so when you see her endowed with this, it seems almost unsatisfactory, not unjustified, but unsatisfactory. Yeah, you're articulating it, it exactly how I felt it, and I think it's not like I'm saying Ray's a bad character. I enjoyed it. I'm saying that in movie two, they need to address this in a legitimate way. Otherwise, it's going to be a real problem with the trilogy. I want to see Finn have his – in the same way Ray had this whole first movie to just shine, I want to see Finn have his, his movie. Is it because you like his character? It's because I like his character, and I feel okay, like they did he's no – not the protagonist. no. I just feel like they did no justice to him as a character. I feel like they they sort of made him like a punching bag plot device for a larger part of the film and that it was left unresolved and it was unsatisfying in the same way that Ray was a pinnacle of like ideals and what is good in human beings and a Jedi. 
and without really the 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 actual risk or the background that would make me believe why she's so good you know like why she's motivated to well, not why she's motivated, or not why but, she's so good but, but why why it's a compelling why it's, payoff yeah why to it's see this compelling yeah because it wasn't ashes. it wasn't really compelling to me like it, i didn't feel like yeah mm -hmm. she actually did it like woo when finn picked up the lightsaber and fought kylo ren i was like oh snap like this dude who has had, had no skill throughout the entire film is about to fight a Sith. Like that was probably the only moment for Finn that I think I wish Ray had that moment and Ray kind of had that moment, but it wasn't as legitimate because there wasn't a whole movie's worth of her failing up to this point, you yeah, know, not legitimate, but not as satisfying. not as it wasn't as satisfying. Like, now I'm not going to say legitimate, but just not as yeah. satisfying. Okay. And now I, I, and, and I think if you think about the strand of my, I wasn't trying to simply lead you to a place of social justice. I was trying to make, I think an argument that you're making with the, with the requisite nuanced language that you needed to communicate it. Because without that, it sounds like, you're dissatisfied with Finn because you you connect to Finn more as a man, to be perfectly honest. And I don't think you're right for calling, being called a misogynist, but uh, I think that a lot of us, and you can look at the toy shells, and this will be perfectly clear. That yeah, Finn I've is seen still, all those you, things. And it's, yeah. and it's very true. And um, But I but I do think in, in, my, in my, not in my defense, but Olivia, my girlfriend, did also sort of agree because my argument isn't based on my gender at all. Like I know that it, so society might inform this opinion, but it was really just like, as someone who loves literature and who read books like all the time and who still continues to love the literary devices and stuff, it just spoke as bad writing to me. And Olivia agreed that she, even she, a person who you would expect the socialization of, uh, you know, females as a, as a, you know, non-dominant, um, gender or whatever, you would think she would be really like jazzed about Ray, but even she was like, no, Ray wasn't really that interesting. So it, it's for us, it, at least it was less about the gender and more about just the, the way that the characters were written. Right. Um, I would say that I'm not necessarily hopping to Finn to, to fill that void. Like it would have been, let me put it this way, the way that they portrayed Finn, it would have been I would have felt actually weird if he would turn out to be the Jedi. I wouldn't be satisfied at all because Finn is a new dynamic of comic relief, which I wish they would have that same comic relief but give him some more spectacular moments, okay, uh, to be more useful in the trilogy. So I, I, I walk away feeling excited for Rey but not wishing Finn would fill his place because I don't think he would the way that they did it which you can critique and you're free to. And I think that critique yeah. even adds that because it would be a dissatisfying Jedi given the comic relief. Now, if he wasn't our punchline guy, but just went through all of those trials, then yes, I actually do think that Finn's story would be really compelling um, as a Jedi, right? And even when he took the blaster at Maz's place, when he put down the lightsabers because he wasn't competent yet, which would speak to a coming of age, right? Um, that being said, he, given the comic relief aspects, I know the role that he plays in the sort of trilogy of characters that replace the originals in the original trilogy, and he wouldn't be satisfying as a Jedi to make at Ray least, more at satisfying. Least not as he's been characterized up until this point. And I think yeah, they can fix that in the second well, one. Well, I don't think it's something Jedi. that needs to be fixed. I, right? I think it no, is. I, I, think it I, is. I really don't think so because, because here's no, what no, I would no. say. Because if we're going to go this route and we're only going to have one Jedi... Uh, yet again, like, I don't want 
the original trilogy part two. I want the universe that was established with the prequels with all the different, like it's I want to see years. more Jedi. Okay. Well that you got to get into a nerdy aspect of this, which we can do at another time because the one of the reasons why I'm not upset at like the, the first order rising up so quickly was that the only, the only forces that they destroyed at Endor was the ones attached to the death star, which was a lot, but it wasn't all of it. It's only 30 years after the Republic had been defunct and under the empire for quite some time since the revenge of the Sith. And the resistance is a remnant of the rebellion because that's all the military might that they had in the Senate. As you know, democracy moves its slow ass. And so for me, I'm not looking for prequels, but better. And I'm not saying you're necessarily looking for that either, but I'm not looking for, I would love to see a full Jedi order, but like, that's not realistic. I think. Not even a full Jedi order. I just want more. I want this. I don't want it to be the story of a lone Jedi tackling and defeating with his, the team, with his group of you know, adventurers tackling great evil and defeating. Well, that's I fair. See, but like, if you, you want to see another Jedi, what I'm saying is I would be dissatisfied given the way they set up Finn's character. If they just flipped it like that. I don't, I don't want them to flip it. I want them. And it's not just Finn. Make Poe a Jedi. Make, make, make a random character a Jedi. Make yeah, someone. But wouldn't that be dissatisfying? No, it wouldn't be. Okay. And well, I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm honest when I say this, I don't care who it is. I so why want not Finn. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, why not? Um, you want somebody else plus Ray? Yeah, I'm not saying get rid of Ray. I'm saying Ray's a fantastic character, but get, you know what would be cooler if we had another Ray in the sense that we had another Jedi who can, who like, you know, why are we limited to this idea of a one like a solitary protagonist? Well, That's, and, 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 I, 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 that doesn't do enough for me. I'm gonna begin to curb that in the sense that um, we do have to wrap up, and yeah. because yeah. that opens up to a discussion of different opinions and literary style. And I think what speaks to that is the fact that they took a lot of the beats from Return of the uh, from the original trilogy in this first one because I believe they had to. They took all of them. It's a New Hope 2.0. No, it's not only just a New Hope. There's elements of Return of the Jedi. There's even a few beats from Empire, and they did. And it's not 2.0 just just outright, but a lot of it is there. And I feel that they needed to get that sort of they flex that sort of Star Wars muscles off their chest. If the second one is merely Empire with sprinklings of the first and the last, um, then we're going to run into some thematic problems. <laughs> but I think in general, that's a literary discussion we can continue. I'm just going to end by saying okay. this. Um, Kylo Ren as a character, I'm not disappointed if you look at the theme. Uh, if you walked in looking for Darth Vader replacement, he's an utter disappointment. If you walked in expecting that Kylo would have been related and you got that idea from the beginning, I knew that Kylo Ren was a 20-something. If you think of it in the context of a trilogy and the fact that he got fucked up, he had nobody at the end. He had nobody to face. He was a whiny brat who was upset at his parents with, the, with that hubris, and you can see it when he rages out on consoles and men and is a snarky asshole. Um, he wears a mask on purpose, and he has that young voice because he's supposed to be young. We almost like we if we were to see a real Darth Vader in his early years. This is his early years and even Snoke says we have to finish his training. You know, he hadn't seen anybody else, but he was aware of Rey. Rey is more important because he knew he's like the girl ever since the beginning, right? So we're going to see more of that which they left behind. They left out way too much of it, I think. Um, to feel satisfying for Ray, but as for Kylo Ren, while at first I was like, yeah, he does sound a little whiny. It made sense if you understand a theme 
that they left behind from the original uh, in the prequels that was in the original trilogy is that a lot of these these are just people. Darth Vader was a person, and Darth Vader had a mask because he was mauled. But when you took off his mask, the fact that he was just an old man, like oh go my son, like that wasn't satisfying because he wasn't sinister. But Darth Vader was an actual human, like a, like just a person. And so I think Kylo Ren, we're seeing this young, brash not terribly skilled Sith Lord, um, but really powerful. Um, and Ray could be just as powerful and that threatens his and threatens his ego. And he had a lot of daddy issues. And so if he was this big sinister person with the same plot points, I would be disappointed because it would kind of be, it would kind of be like the Hulk, you know, who's like a whiny brat, which would be irritating, almost like a beefed up Anakin in the original trilogy. But we have a whiny Anakin with the actual, character motivation and so with that different way of thinking about kylo ren i think he becomes a bit more satisfying because you know, if you wanted a darth vader replacement they're not even the same age they're not even the same you know what i'm saying i i wish like just once that we could have the same opinion about something i, I feel like have a podcast well well that's what i mean i feel like we could definitely i really want to talk about kylo ren in actual detail maybe a part two of this. You know what? If, we need a part you know, two. If anyone's of this. interesting, I feel like we do need a part two. I know I don't want to beat this over the head because the movie came out like a little while ago. It's coming up on a month, but I really feel like it's legitimate to discuss these things. You know, I feel like people are interested in this, and I want to give it the time it deserves. I don't want to just disagree with you, right? Because you know, I really want someone to agree with me at least. It seems like everybody around me loved the movie and has no problems with it, and even well, the ones who problems. do have problems with it I are have like. Problems. And I think I think if you think about the way that I try to do my line of questioning and investigation and rebuttals, you know, I and you even said I'm not trying to praise myself, but I ended up articulating your point in a really nuanced way, where at mm-hmm. first I didn't. So. Here, here's what I'm going to say, folks, because um, we've got to run off. Uh, well, I have to run off. Um, we're going to do part two. Um, and I think engaging in the literary elements is something that we, we didn't get a chance to too much because there's a lot of them, including Han and his exit. And it, should he have exited? Um, Kylo Ren as a character. Woo, that's going to be a meaty one. Um, so join us next week where we, we do part two of, uh, I guess, what we can call Star Wars The Force Awakens The Breakdown or something like that. Um, uh, we will join you next week. We are your hosts, Anthony Kraft, the man, and Donald Haffenden, the other <laughs> the, guy. the android. The android. <laughs> Yo, also, droids, people should not be able to understand them speaking. Just, I just point that out. There. We should not be able to understand Stewie stupid. Griffin. That's stupid. I'm just saying, it's dumb. <laughs> Whatever. You know, we need more Jedi. Summarize my point. We need more Jedi, less whiny emo Kylo Ren. That's all. That's it. That's all I want. All right. Well, um, you can get and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, We don't have much on Instagram, but we do have some things linked on there. Follow us there for some more. Go to indev.news. That's I-N-D-E-V dot N-E-W-S. You're going to find tons of content there. More content coming out. Anthony, I suggest you write your little piece because I feel like there's one in you. The forces within you to write something for the website. And I'll, I'll even write a little something. And um, we'll see you next week for episode eight of the In-Dev Podcast. Thank you, and listen to this wonderful jingle on your way out.